The Real Zodiac presents Retro Reels, a deep dive into the movies that made us, from cult classics to binge-worthy franchises. Join us for this time-traveling cinematic journey. We're sending you back to the future! And as always, your hosts will keep it real. Let's go. I got a song filled with shit for the... You come in here again. In fact, you go anywhere in the city preying on innocent people and we will find you and eat both your arms and then both of your legs and then we will eat your face right off your head. Do you understand? Yes. So you will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. Do you feel me? Who the hell are you? We are Venom. Welcome to the Spider-Man Retro Reels Collection. Cooperate and you might Where we deep dive through all the Spider-Man films week to week leading up to the new film, Spider-Man No Way Home. We can do whatever we want. Meet our hosts. Quentin. Eyes, lungs, pancreas. So many snacks, so little time. Amanda. How you doing, Eddie? Ain't nothing changed for the weather, you know. And Gary. Have a nice life. On this journey through the Webhead Cinematic Beats. You have been a serious pain in the ass for me, Eddie. Well, you know, I aim to please. Is your spider sense tingling? Because there'll be spoilers and mild language ahead. Parasite! Thanks for joining us. Now, let's get started. Oh, fuck it. Let's go save the planet. Hey guys, we are talking Venom. Venom, you know, so I was trying to, trying to do a little bit of the Eminem song that he did for this one but uh yeah we are uh still going on this is quentin and uh i am joined by amanda hello (laughs) (laughs) and gary hey how's it going good good so we are moving on to i guess um a separate universe with Venom here, um, the 2018 film done by Ruben Fleischer, starring, uh, oh my goodness, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed. Um, yeah, we're talking about a movie that, man, I was super hyped for because, as I mentioned before in our Spider-Man 3 uh, series, Venom was it. Venom was the guy for me. Um, he was my favorite villain and he still is. He's still my favorite villain. Even after this movie, um, I love him. And so when this was coming out, I mean, this was in production to be a movie since 2014. Um, they were going to make this a part of the Andrew Garfield universe. And obviously that backfired and, they didn't do that, and then uh, even before that, they were going to make a spinoff for uh, Tobey Maguire, you know, like with Topher Grace, because uh, he was going to come back. And, um, yeah, they scrapped all that, thank goodness, 
and decided, let's go ahead and do this some justice and get Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock and Ruben Fleischer, the guy who directed Zombieland. And yeah, we have what we know now as Venom um, with a budget of 100 to 116 million with a box office. And this is, I think, the sole reason this movie got a sequel, $856.1 million. Um, this movie exploded. It broke box office records. And yeah, so let's kind of get into it just a little bit. Gary, what is your history with not just Venom, the character, but this movie? Yeah, so I believe this came out in 2018, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, I was in high school. I remember all the hype with it. Um, you know, I, I actually never went and saw it though, and I'm not sure why because I'm usually the type that always goes sees goes and sees like the superhero movies, the super villain movies too. You know, <laughs> so but yeah, I never went and saw it. I don't really know why, but uh, now I, I've seen I'm seeing seeing it for the first time, um, and I was really excited to watch it because I don't know anything about Venom except for recently. You know, I watched Spider-Man three, and I don't think that was now in retrospect. I don't know. That was a little strange, um, the way they did Venom and Spider-Man 3. So I was really just interested because growing up, Venom was always evil Spider-Man to me. But then watching this movie, I was like, oh, uh, does he He doesn't really have much to do with Spider-Man. He has his own story and like his own origin, I guess. Like, So, yeah, I was really excited to watch it. Okay, yeah. And uh, what about you, Amanda? Yeah, Spider-Man 3 is my only, like, real history. Um, of course, I've heard of Venom, and, yeah, I kind of thought he was just a villain for Spider-Man somehow, but... Um, he, he wasn't yeah. a villain. He was the villain. The villain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't even know enough to know that much, so... Yeah, going in to watch this for the for the first time, I mean... Tom Hardy, so I'm okay with that. Um, and he doesn't have his face covered the entire time. Um, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, I mean, didn't really know what to expect. Um, I knew there was that whole uh, thing on the in- internet with the first trailer where they said symbiote instead of symbiote. Yeah, and people like an uproar. You know, lost their minds and I was like holy shit like why is this a thing is it a thing how deep is this thing like how serious is this but for everybody to to freak out and turn into a bunch of Karens or something I was like it's pretty significant but yeah I didn't even know that he was quote unquote like an alien or whatever didn't know how he actually came to be or anything Um, but yeah Definitely not the same uh, Venom that we have in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. It is not Topher Grace. It is not <laughs> Topher Grace. Um, I want to mention that the Venom that we're going to be discussing today is loosely based off of a type of Venom, yes. But the one that we're talking about today is literally the Lethal Protector, um, which was a comic book miniseries in 1993 with a little bit of the planet of the symbiotes in 1995. Um, that's kind of what this movie is based off of. So, yes, 
as as we all know, or if you don't know, Venom came from the symbiote, or should I say the uh, planet Clintar. And because of uh, Secret Wars, Marvel Secret Wars in the 80s, I want to say like 85, um, Spider-Man was introduced to a symbiote because of Battleworld, which was created by the Beyonder. And basically, Battleworld was a bunch of different planets fused together. And so there was a part of Earth, there was a part of Xandar or whatever. And one of it was uh, Clintar. And so, or I'm sorry, yeah, Clintar. And um, because of that, the symbiote, there was a symbiote on there. And Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, found this to repair... Spider-Man suit, which turned his suit black, and so that we kind of got that a little bit in Spider-Man Three with a coincidental um, asteroid falling to Earth and uh, attaching itself to Spider-Man, turning it into the black-suited Spider-Man. Well, because of this, um, Eddie Brock is also introduced later on when the black suit, black-suited Spider-Man, was kind of taken off, and because of this. Uh, the there's a bunch of history with that so please do your research but i'll just give you the tone down eddie brock worked for the daily globe got fired from doing a story on the sin eater and he kind of uh plagiarized and fudged up some stuff and interviewed a guy who said he was a sin eater which turned out to not be the case and spider-man found the real senator so eddie lost his job because of spider-man so eddie had this vengeance towards spider-man so when uh spider-man tries to get himself off of the suit uh he is able to get it off and it latches on to eddie brock so the hatred that eddie has for spider-man and the kind of um vengeful and hatred that this the symbiote had for peter kind of created this monster named venom that knew peter's secret identity so you already have a villain who already knows who peter parker really is or i'm spider-man who really is and that created just like this craziness and so spider-man and venom were always fighting you know in the 90s and then they ended up teaming together to fight Carnage, and we kind of get an idea of that in our second uh, Venom film, but we're going to stick to this one, but that is a loose, loose, loose history on Venom, and so this movie kind of just does away with all of that, and it all comes from the Life Foundation that basically has these symbiotes brought to Earth where we don't know if the planet is actually called Clintar. I mean, we'll see maybe later on. I mean, they, it's it's funny because uh, Amanda and I are going into this already have seen um, Let There Be Carnage and just everything with that that we'll we'll talk about in that next one. There's just a lot with it, and it just really elevates this one. I feel like so, but going in just knowing this, the Life Foundation, Carlton Carlton Drake. Um, is trying to find life on Earth, and he comes back with uh, trying to find a habitable world, 
In a probe belonging to the Bioengineering Corporation Life Foundation, discovers a comet covered in symbiotic life forms. The probe returns to Earth with four samples, uh, one of them being Riot, one of them being Venom, and then two others who we don't know the names of, but their colors are blue and yellow. Um, the Life Foundation recovers the other three and transports them to the research facility in San Francisco, while one escapes, and that one being Riot, is in Malaysia, and it finds its way six months it takes to get to San Francisco. Um, and then we find out that Eddie Brock, who is a reporter, loses his job because of Carlton Drake, and um, it makes him lose his job along with Eddie Brock's fiance. Andy Wing, and basically this story or this movie deals with Eddie getting the symbiote into him and then taking down Carlton Drake, who really is an evil Elon Musk. So that's kind of our story. Um, yeah, so I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm just going to open up this question. Um, I can't think that it would bother you guys too much, but... With the omission of uh, Spider-Man, did this kind of taint the movie for you, or did you kind of go in thinking, okay, Spider-Man's not in it, that's not going to affect it? Like, what what was kind of your strategy going in? What about you, Gary? Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like when it first came out, maybe that was one of the reasons why I didn't, I wasn't super, you know, stoked to watch it and never got around to watching because. I think if Spider-Man was in it, like, that would have been great. I would have loved that. But, I mean, I knew that Spider-Man wasn't a part of it this time around. Like, you know, I was preparing to watch it. And so, but, you know, I I didn't think that really took uh, took anything away from the movie. Like, I still enjoyed it. I I think, you know, Spider-Man was an essential. But, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Amanda? Um, I knew that he wasn't going to be in it, so it didn't really turn me away or amp it up or anything. It was just kind of like, okay, it's just a Venom movie. And I was okay with that. Kind right. Of, you know. I think that's where a lot of this. on it. Yeah. A lot of this, the dis- distaste for this movie was because I think Spider-Man wasn't in it. And he is literally 95% of the reason why Venom is a thing. So omitting Spider-Man from this movie you have to come up with a plausible reason for Venom to exist. And obviously the big thing is he doesn't have the spider's insignia on his chest. And that's like a big thing with uh, with Venom in the comics. And so with that kind of being omitted, a lot of people had such a huge problem with Venom because that spider on the front and back was Venom. But... He still has the teeth. I mean, yeah, he does sort of look like Spider-Man um, with his eyes, you know. But, like, other than that, that's kind of it. He doesn't use webs, you know. He doesn't use anything like that except, I mean, he just uses his tentacles, really. And so it creates this uh, it creates this new kind of way to look at Venom. And me being a straight-up Venom fan... I was fine with it. It didn't bother me in any way because I was excited to see Venom on the big screen. And I loved it. I I mean, yeah, I'm kind of showing my hand, but I love this movie because it's just complete chaos. You know, like uh, you have 
Eddie Brock, I mean, Tom Hardy playing both Eddie and Venom. So it works so well for me. I mean, I think they chose a really great actor to portray both of these characters. And it's every time I watch it, I, I laugh. I mean, this is a comedy more than anything, really. It's a comedy action film. It's a buddy cop film. It's great. I love everything about it because I love the antics that Eddie Brock gets himself in. And I don't know. I just I really enjoyed Venom a lot. Like he obviously was our main person to be watching on the screen. And he doesn't show up for like, a, what, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, and but like that reveal is just, ooh, it's so great. Like I, I had chills seeing him on screen and uh yeah so i mean i'm kind of curious thoughts like let's let's talk about the movie uh gary what are your thoughts what were your thoughts like kind of watching venom um yeah no i was i really didn't know what to expect that's the thing like i didn't know much about venom didn't know what i was getting myself into but I think I totally agree when Venom revealed himself. That was the coolest part. Like, I rewatched that part um, when he first, you know, he comes, he completely envelops um, Eddie Brock. That part is so cool. I love that part. But I think one thing that kind of confused me with the, the film just overall was, like, you said it was, like, a comedy, an action comedy film. Like, you, you, I think you said that just a couple of minutes ago or something. Yeah. I didn't really get it. Like, the first part of the film... I had such a hard time, like, figuring out the tone, like, is this serious? Is this, like, horror? Is this, I don't, I don't know what this is. And then when Venom finally, like, begins to interact with Eddie Brock and stuff, you start to get that humor. And I really loved that, like, uh, the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock. But, like, it was so confusing to me. I think that was one thing that was, like, bothering me throughout the film. Like, what, what is the, the tone? Like, what, what are we going with here? <laughs> so. Yeah. You're not wrong. The tone is all over the place. And yeah, you can look at it. And I mean, we, you can look at it as uh, as an issue for sure, and I I totally see that. I think that this movie was supposed to be kind of a horror slash drama, you know, mm-hmm. with some action. But really, like as soon as yeah, Venom shows up, it it just flips its lid because mm-hmm. you do have that horror aspect of like the facility that the the um, symbiotes are in and what they're doing to the humans, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, like in the beginning with with uh, the ambulance um, crashing and you're seeing this woman come out and her bones are sticking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, whoa, what movie are we getting? And yeah, this yeah. this film is all over the place with its tone. And you are not wrong at all. And I think that that could be a hindrance. Um, and I think it was. I mean, I'm trying to think back to when I watched this, you know, three years ago. Um, was that a problem for me? And... Yeah, it's very jarring when you first watch it because you're like, whoa, 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 what's happening, you know? And mm-hmm. now because I guess it's been three years, I've accepted that I guess with Venom and Eddie, like it's just this odd couple type feel and you just got to roll with it. And mm-hmm. yeah, and that, I mean, that's kind of how it is. And I totally get it though. What about you, Amanda? Um, yeah, I'd say like the first 30 minutes, it, I wasn't sure where it was going tonal wise. And uh, once Venom shows up, yeah, I totally got into the buddy cop humor, uh, you know, the the action, that first action scene. 
it was entertaining and yeah, all of the all of the dad jokes and everything yes. were just <laughs> fantastic. And I was like, oh my gosh, Venom is hilarious and I totally am getting yeah, he's a a nerd from his home planet, you know. <laughs> and right. you totally get that vibe and uh just just the one liners are so good, all the dad jokes, like so many snacks, so little time. Um just all of that stuff. And I was down for the ride and Tom Hardy did great doing both of these and knowing that when he was playing Eddie, um <laughs> that he had an earpiece to hear his parts um, as Venom so he could kind of really get into the moment. But I thought that was brilliant. Um, But yeah, had fun with it. And yeah, this uh, Elon Musk character, ew, what a villain. Right, what a villain. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. And then like as they got into the whole, you know, using... The unhoused as uh, human trials was like that's some uh, creepy uh, World War Two type of shit right there. Mm-hmm. Where he's not just like, oh, I'm an egotistical villain that is all in it for himself, but he's he doesn't have any actual care for humanity. So I'm like, so what are you actually doing? Mm, right. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh- are you sure that you're doing this for the world? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't, I don't think you are. Yeah, Mm-mm. I want to talk about Carlton Drake because he's our antagonist through this movie, and it's uh oh man, what? Hold on, uh, Riz Ahmed. Sorry, um, Carlton Drake. I know him as Bodhi from Rogue One, the Star Wars. And uh, seeing just like this total switch of character, I was, I was enamored. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Carlton Drake, skis bag. Uh, his performance, weird. I didn't think he was that good of a villain. I didn't really care because, kind of like what you said, Amanda, he didn't have any regard for human life. So what the hell is he doing in the first place with a place called life? The Life Foundation. Right. So, I don't know. Like, that's kind of where my mind was. But he's really, I mean, he's really just a vessel for our main baddie, who I think gets such little mm-hmm. screen time, Riot. Um, I don't think they should have had him in there. I don't think they should have had another symbiote in this movie because... uh it kind of downplays Carnage in the next one because mm-hmm. he, and I knew that there was going to be something with Carnage even before we saw the post credit scene for, you know, Cletus Cassidy. I knew that they were going to have Carnage in here, but I just, I don't know if you guys agree, but like having him already fight a symbiote, what was going to be the draw for Venom versus Carnage in the next one? Actually, that is a really, I mean, I didn't think about that. I remember sitting through the movie Venom and I was thinking like in the middle of the movie, like, okay, so who's the, who's the, I mean, of course there's Cartel Drake, but like, it was such a surprise to me that one of the symbiotes was going to be like this big baddie for the film. I was like, but isn't that, isn't that what they do with 
Carnage, which I haven't seen Carnage yet, but I just know from the trailers, like, Venom versus Carnage, right? So yeah. I was really surprised that they made, like, a symb- symbiote, like, baddie for this film, too. For right. Venom to fight. Yeah, you're not wrong. And so I think that that was kind of shoehorned in there, because there were talks that this was going to be Carnage. And thank God they didn't do that, because or else my my whole thought process of this movie would be out the window. I'd be like, oh, this movie was shit, you know? Because, like, Carnage is, is it, man. He is the ultimate, you know. Um, so, what about you, Amanda? I mean, like, did you what what did you think of kind of the antagonist roles? And I say roles because you know we got two. But what what what, what was your thought process? Yeah, I wasn't sure quite um, where it was going with the villain because on paper he sounded terrible, but um, I think at one point I even um, I was kind of almost disappointed that the that rage uh picked him to take over because i felt like almost like he was so obsessed with these things that he had found these aliens and i kind of almost wanted him to not get that to happen to him yeah kind of like he's not good enough because that would have been awesome makes sense to where he gets rejected by by this thing that he's obsessed with, but yeah, I wasn't quite sure where the plot of the movie was for yes. some of that. <laughs> and it kind of shows up like, you know, for me, maybe like a little too late, but then I didn't know what, what else he would have done in this movie. Like, like who you'd have then in fight if he were to fight someone or what, how, how would it even work out anyway? Right. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, We've seen, cause Venom fights guards and he fights, uh, riots. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that he's fighting are, well, Eddie is fighting is this freaking drone radioactive busting, uh, cameras or whatever. Like that, that was just insane. The motorcycle fight. Um, I mean, it was a great scene. Awesome. But like those things were just exploding all over. And I was just like, what, what is the purpose of these? Just a dive bomb? You know, like it was just kind of weird. Um, but I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of like Eddie Brock and Venom on the motorcycle having this banter and it's just like, it's taking over. And I think that's what the filmmakers wanted. I think they wanted you to not focus on everything around them, but focus on just the relationship between Eddie and Venom. And it's just so endearing and charming of how they do it because it works for me. It, it definitely kept me engaged. And even, even watching it now, I still just think back like, okay, that, that was kind of stupid. But like you were having so much fun with these two that the rest of it doesn't matter. I mean, do you guys agree? Yeah, I kind of, I, yeah, I think I'm kind of down with that. And like him just taking down maybe this facility would have been enough that you didn't need another one of him out no, there. You're right. You're you're exactly right. What about you? What about you, Gary? Yeah, no, I agree too. Um I would have been just fine with just a you know, just Eddie and Venom the whole movie. I'm not sure exactly how that would play out with the plot, right? Just because I mean Venom is this I mean they're like 
so powerful together now. Like, you know? Yeah, it's so, a brute like, force. I don't know exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't know ex- what exactly, like, <clears throat> they could go up against if it wasn't a, for another symbiote. But, yeah, no. I mean, I think that would have worked. <laughs> well, let's kind of switch gears and talk about Anne. Because we have um, Michelle Williams, who, what is she doing here? You know, like, it's just like, out of all the actresses to 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 go for a role such as Venom, I would never have put Michelle Williams in here. And I'm not saying it was wrong, um, but, like, you're going from The Greatest Showman to this. Um, it was just weird seeing her. But with what she's given, I was fine with. I liked her role as kind of Eddie's support system, even after they break up, you know, like he's, she's the only thing that Eddie really has other than, well now Venom, but like, you know, whenever, uh, he was realizing, you know, maybe there's something off about me. He goes to Anne and I love that. And I love how Venom has like this Almost like, you know how like a dog, whenever he sees a new, um, a new guest or whatever, he immediately goes to that and goes to that guest and like lets her or him pet her, him, pet him. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get it. You know, cause that's your dog and he's just excited to see, you know, like a change. That's kind of how I view Venom with Anne. Venom's like, I like Anne. Anne's cool. We need to have Anne. Get Anne back, you know, and he kind of has that loyalty to her. Um, throughout this whole movie, and I really like it. And so I was fine with Anne. I loved her fiancé because he was, you know, like a a jack-of-all-trades when it comes to the doctoring world. Uh, he could do everything. And I think that that was kind of cool having somebody, like, seeing this from the outside, like, okay, this is all pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, Amanda, what do you think of Anne and kind of just Michelle Williams throughout this movie? Yeah, I was not expecting her <laughs> in this role because I think the last thing I'd watched her in is that series Foss and Burden. And, yeah, you know, very different tone. <laughs> very, very different tone. But, you know, I like me some Michelle Williams. So I thought she was very endearing, very sweet. And, um, yeah, she gets to wear venom for a minute. And just the weird little um, hints and everything of oh gosh when her and eddie do hook up it's going to be so weird and that's going to be a thing where venom's going to have to get out of the body and go sit in the corner for a minute (laughs) (laughs) sit on the edge of the bed (laughs) like uh, or will he pass between the two of them who knows and then that turns into a whole weird thing right Um, but it definitely ended up like this little like this Thruple thing, and maybe even four, because you know, Doctor Dan is not a bad guy at all. This is actually the best thing ever. You know, like he just mm-hmm. he he's a good guy. He wants to help Brock, <laughs> and I don't know. Like I, I would just be so not threatened, but just like weirded out by like, okay, this is your ex fiance, and what? You know, what 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 about you? What about you, Gary? Yeah, I've never seen Michelle Williams. I mean, I've seen The Greatest Showman, but that was a long time ago. So I guess I have, but I don't know. This is my first time, like, really um, seeing her in a film. But I thought she did great. I liked her character. I like what she does with her character. So, um, yeah, I, I like Dan, too. I thought he was I thought he was a great guy and very uh, just um, 
like you were saying, he's like this jack of all trades. Like a really, it's really, it was really cool just seeing him like not turn out to be like a douchebag kind of. Like I, I think that's what I kind of expected. Like, oh, this is her new boyfriend. Like he's probably terrible. He's gonna be terrible to Eddie, but like he's actually like a really good guy to Eddie. And, like a, like you know, tries to help him out like genuinely. So that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked, I liked both of them. Yeah. Well. We have those two, and they're kind of carrying the movie along before Venom comes in. And I mean, if I'm if I'm paid to sit here and watch uh, a relationship, I mean, would I choose Anne and Eddie or Venom and Eddie? I always choose Venom and Eddie because they're obviously more fun to watch on screen. But what did you guys think of this first like half hour? Of like this relationship and Eddie kind of at at the top of his game, and you, I mean you see all that crumble too. I mean, to me, I know that this is an origin, and you can't have just like this huge ass you know fight in the beginning of the movie because there's you know there's nothing really going on, but it was very slow and I felt it. You know, I I feel when Venom's not on the screen. Or when we're building up and everything. And yeah, this is supposed to be this like this rising action to what we're gonna get, but I don't know. Like they they took their time, but I was kinda bored at the beginning. How about how about you, Amanda? Yeah. Um like I said, the first thirty minutes just trying to figure out the tone and trying to figure out um what kind of a person Eddie was too, because you know, he's kind of like this journalist and then you know has this great girlfriend i'm like okay where is this gonna go um and then as soon as he uh looks on his on her computer clicks on her email i was like oh gosh yeah he's that kind of person (laughs) right and i was like what is he doing and so kind of got mad at that and then of course i was like well that's where it's gonna change and they're not going to be together anymore. There's going to be a breakup of some kind. Right. And the the problem that I have with him going through her emails is obviously, yes, a breach of privacy. But he doesn't even have all the facts. It's not like he sat there reading every ounce of mm-hmm. it, you know. So, like, he's gathering this information and doesn't even talk to Anne and obviously can't use her as a source because that would get her in even more trouble. But – you got to think like if this is only set to a few people or like sent to a few people, you have to think of those connections. Eddie is with Anne, who is a lawyer mm-hmm. or an attorney. And so they're going to find out, dude, like you literally just put your death sentence out there as soon as you clicked on that email. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, I don't know if it was just him just, you know, power or like, uh, hungry for a story but like it, it's just crazy that that wasn't even like a thought fleeting in his in his mind it just it just went straight to that and i don't know like it shows you the character that eddie was to what he becomes but yeah i mean i was just as pissed mm-hmm. um yeah I, oh, oh, sorry. no please well, i was just gonna say there's a few things like that in the movie that just like bothered me like just with the plot and stuff i don't know most of it, I feel like, is less with Eddie, but more with, like, other things. But I don't know if we're, we'll talk about all that stuff later, probably. No, I, bring it up, please. I'd well, love to go over it. 
another big thing that was just didn't make sense to me, like was like like Venom. I love Venom in this movie, right? I love his relationship with Eddie. I think he's they're so funny, like this duo, right? But it doesn't make sense to me that like right. So at first Venom, he um what, what's the word? He not connects. Oh, I can't think of the of the word, but like he finds Eddie and that's his person, right? Mm-hmm. He's like. Keep doing what I want you to do, and I'll make sure that you are alive when we take over this planet. Because that's what the Simbats are trying to do, right? They're trying to, like, take over Earth or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then, all of a sudden, like, just, I just remember sitting here thinking, like, what just happened? Like, did I miss something? He's like, mm, I think, I think I'm going to take down Riot, and I'm going to make sure that we don't, <laughs> you know, that my, my people, like, the millions of people that Riot is trying to bring to Earth, like, I don't want that to happen. I actually like Earth, and yeah, I just want to stay with you. That didn't seem realistic to me, and I didn't. It didn't work for me. I don't know. Like, like that's his whole race of people. And I understand he's like a loser on his planet, right? He said, right, and like he's like you know, but it just didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, he was totally fine with abandoning his his uh, hive, and. I guess just living amongst the world, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're totally right. It's very jarring as to like, okay, uh, where's this coming from? You, you feel like there's stuff that was missing from this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. Stuff was left on the cutting room floor, and I think it was like the humanizing things that they could have done for Venom because I don't think we got enough of that. Um, and so I totally agree with you that it just seemed kind of off kilter for him to just be like. I'm going to betray everyone that I know for you, Eddie. And yeah. it's, yeah, I definitely get that. What about you, Amanda? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys kind of like definitely hit some points that had me kind of like scratching my head. But at the same time, I'm just enjoying the their relationship. But Exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what I think it is. It's a Trojan horse, Amanda. Like, their relationship uh-huh. gets me through this movie because I love it so much that I'm like, ah, eh, no, I'll just let that go. You know? But, like, th- these are glaring problems. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Like it. Yes, <laughs> I know. I feel the same. They it made is. me scratch in my head, but then I'm okay <laughs> with it. And, uh, and it's not like the movie's trying to not be that either, I guess, if that makes sense yeah it's trying to tell a story <laughs> like it's not sure. trying to yeah it's not trying to be like an oscar winner right so right it's and it's point. supposed to be kind of like like fun but it's not i mean if it were would have been given that like our rating it'd probably be leaning more towards like a obviously the deadpool vibe but it couldn't do that so it's still doing what it what it can but yeah so just been him kind of being like yeah sure i'm I'm like, okay, is there like more of a threat? Are there more of these symbiotes like out there? Or, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then, like, well, going into, I haven't seen Carnage. Right? I'm gonna see it soon, right? And so my hopes for Carnage, right, or let there be Carnage, you know, Venom Two. I hope they really just stick to the comedy aspect and just like the fun of Venom and and Eddie because for me that would make it more like what you're saying like it's just Venom and Eddie you're along for the ride don't have to worry about the details because it's they're just so fun to watch you know um 
I really hope they stick to that in the next film and try to stick to a tone because I think maybe I was just getting caught up into all the details because like I wasn't like I maybe I just wasn't um getting the tone or like you know, I feel like it was a more serious film, like you'd need all these things sorted out. But like it's not really that at the end of the day, I feel like. And no. we talked about that a bit. So I hope Venom Two kind of fixes that for me and like i can just enjoy it more i don't know because that stuff kind of did bother me like i kept on thinking about these things as the film was going on like what is what did i miss something like what what just happened this doesn't make any sense like you know right i i think the way that uh just like the contrast of carlton drake and how he's doing these experiments and it's just so down and you know, like it feels almost asylum esque, and mm-hmm. it's like this horror element. And then you go from that to like fart jokes with Venom. Right. You know, like <laughs> it's just there's there's not a tone that it can just like constantly keep. It's it's trying to. It's like two different people uh, directed this movie. One with Carlton Drake and his posse, and then one with Venom and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know it's very glaring because you're just like. You're trying to you're trying to keep up with the movie. You're trying to keep up with what's going on, and some of it you're you're. It's like you're being violently thrashed around with venom, you know. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. And yeah, Carlton Drake, all of his stuff is just like a different vibe than what we get with Venom and Eddie. And then whenever they come together at the end, it's like this culmination of like, okay, maybe this is a serious. It's like a serious comedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take that with what you will, but there's aspects to it that I love. But, yeah, this this ending fight isn't, you know, like the best thing you'll ever see. It does its job, but getting there was was the fun, was the journey. And I'm all for it. But, yeah, you're you're totally not wrong in in saying what you are. And uh, without going too much into the, the second movie. Um, you're gonna be very happy with what they do, Gary. Okay. Good. They they, <laughs> kind of, they kind of take the shining moments of this and just throw them all into Venom Two. Okay, that's yeah. good. So, but yeah, I mean, what what other stuff do we really want to talk about with this? Because I mean, the the floor is ours here, and um, I'm curious, Amanda, like, is is there anything that really stuck out to you as well that we haven't already discussed? No, just that I love that one uh, <laughs> fight scene with the Bill Burr-looking guy, <laughs> the security officer. Yeah, Therese. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but just I love that whole action scene. That was one of my favorites, and just everything with the way, like the tricks that Venom used, and just the way it was shot. Uh, Everything with the motorcycle, all of that was just a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and it looked it, good. It looked really good. It looked really good. Exactly. Um, what, what, I mean, you get that scene and it starts in Eddie's apartment and he's like freaking out because he's like, what is happening to me? Cause all of this shit's going down. I'm in love with everything from, when we get him in his apartment to whenever they flee onto the bridge and they have that like conversation, I mean, 
it was it was just brilliantly done and i was like okay if this is what we get for the rest of the movie this is it this is all i need and they definitely deliver in that aspect and just like um i don't know like you i i, I don't know i i know i'm speaking for a lot of people who didn't like this movie but i just like how can you not smile when you see venom like he is just this charmer and he looked fantastic he has like this this like look to him that is kind of what what would you say like he just as my wife said he just looks wet all the time like he's just like always um moving like all the parts of him are always moving his skin just is is fluid and i don't know i just really enjoyed that aspect Yeah, I don't know if anybody wanted to add anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought of a question just now. Yeah. Um, so there's this part in the movie where um, Eddie, you know, he goes to that, uh, the life, what's it called? He goes to the facility where they're keeping everyone, right. all the human trials that are happening at that place. And he gets the photos, then he goes to his old boss and he tries to get up to the uh, uh, his floor so he can show him the pictures and he's not the... Um, Oh, what do you call it? The doorman or something? I, I forget. Doesn't let him up. Right. So he just climbs up there. Venom helps him up, and he leaves the phone there with the pictures. And had I forget, did did they ever address that again? Did he ever? Did they? I mean, I assume it went well because he's back at the very end in the end credit scenes. I think. Oh, as he's, a reporter. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, that but, that kind of I mean, left dangling. Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought it. I was like, wait, what happened with that? Um, yeah, you're totally right. I feel like, again, I feel like stuff is, was just cut from this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they filmed a lot. And, uh, Amanda, I, I bet you knew this, but, like, Tom Hardy improved almost everything with Venom. Like, oh, wow. everything that he did because oh, he, wow. yeah. he just wanted to be, like, electric. He wanted to be ecstatic and just all over the place as you know you should be and the the like um the background characters and everything like that is all you know kind of um authentic because he just wanted to be crazy and get this reaction out of people and he did it i think he did a great job and him getting in that the lobster tank you know when we have that that scene that was all improvised mm-hmm. oh Whoa. man that was a great scene too yeah Oh, man, I just loved it. Sorry. I mean, and the thing that I love about Tom Hardy in this movie, he's not set out to look attractive in this. I mean, he Mm-mm. he is. But, like, he, he just looks dirty and sweaty and just frantic the entire movie. And, like, his dialogue and just, like, his voice is just so sporadic. I mean, it's just, like, all over the place, and I am loving it. It's just, like, this movie is just so weird you know yeah i i feel like they just gave him so many like freedoms when it came to this but yeah and obviously i love venom's lines a lot because he just wants to eat people but when he says <laughs> eyes lungs pancreas so many snacks mm. so little time that oh just loving it but then you go from there to the end where he's talking about a turd in the wind. I'm just like, come on. That is, <laughs> that is by far one of the stupidest lines. I was just like, turd? 
That's what you go with? <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Um, uh, personality, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gary, is there any other, like, glaring things? Because, like, like I said, I think Amanda and I are just in a trance when we watch this. because it, <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, no, I loved it. I, I really did like the movie, but... Yeah, no, I think I just struggled throughout the film, just like, oh, these these things just, I don't know, I I notice it and it bothers me, and I I just leave the film thinking like, man, what what was that all about, you know? But no, I I, I agree. Uh, I think Eddie and Venom really saved this movie. They sh- they're they're just so fun to watch, and like, it's just so fun just seeing it all, how everything plays out with those two. So right. Yeah, and it sucks seeing uh, Dora Skirth, the uh, the doctor that we follow, who kind of is an underling to Carlton Drake, and uh, she she's kind of our entrance for Eddie into this world with the Life Foundation. I mean, I hated to see her die, obviously, yeah. because you know they they really want you to see that Carlton Drake is a is bad news because she has a family and he threatens her family. Mm -hmm. So like, again, it's just that, that tone of like, okay, this is way serious, way more serious than I thought, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was actually really surprised that they killed her off. I did not see that coming. I thought she was going to be like probably another character that would, you know, stay with Eddie throughout the film and then maybe even into uh, Venom 2. I don't know. Yeah, that's... And you know what's funny is, like, I remember seeing her in this movie and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, maybe she's in Venom 2. And then I remember, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But we have those other symbiotes that are introduced and you see them going into people and that's kind of our exposition to know that they're eating the insides of of humans. Because uh, they need organs or brains to feed and to stay alive. And so um, I like that there's this aspect of Venom using Eddie as kind of a vessel to do what he needs to do. But he he's in charge. Like, he's in charge when he's in Eddie. And is like, you know, I will keep you alive if you do what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. And I really like that that aspect but then like to see that kind of change when uh he realizes like i do love i love you eddie you know like he just he he kind of just sticks with him and we'll kind of see more with that uh in the later film gary and i'm excited for you to check that out but yeah it's it's interesting so far just to see just the um evolution between eddie and venom throughout this movie and their relationship it's just, it, like I said, it's just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, other than that, I, I guess really the only thing that is left to talk about is that post credit scene. Um, with, <laughs> with Cletus <laughs> Cassidy. And I think the only reason that we have Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy is because Ruben Fleischer worked with Woody Harrelson on Zombieland, and I think that's it, because who in their right mind thought, oh, Woody Harrelson should be Cletus Cassidy? <laughs> I just, I I did not like this, Gary. I did not like seeing oh. <laughs> Ronald McDonald, Woody Harrelson oh. on the screen 
saying Carnage. And I know that that was supposed to get us hype, but I was just like, no, come on. I See, want Carnage, but I just didn't want him. I, if I wouldn't have known, so you're a comic book fan. You knew Venom's history. You knew who Carnage was. If I would have saw that film or end credit scene, um, you know, three years ago when uh, in 2018 when this film would have came out, I would have been so confused. Like there will be Carnage. Like what? What does that mean? Like, that mean? I, I wouldn't have known <laughs> yeah. that Carnage was someone. The only reason I know is because the second movie came out and Carnage is obviously a symbiote or whatever. You know, right. <laughs> so that was really interesting. But so. This this person that Woody Harrelson plays, I mean, he's supposed to be like a psychotic killer crazy guy, right? So, I mean, he looks crazy, you know, the Ronald McDonald type of look. I mean, so, I don't know, maybe it works. I don't know. Well, I will say that they get rid of that stupid wig in the second movie. Oh. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I... So Cletus Cassidy's history, I, I know we're going to get more into it uh, in, in, in our next next uh, review here, but um, Carnage is is just 50 million times worse than Venom is, like mm. in terms of like he'll eat children, Ooh, you know, nice. like he doesn't have any remorse towards anything. And that's how Cletus Cassidy is. He just loves killing. And so that's kind of like the big thing there. And so what if you put a symbiote that has, you know, um, evil intentions into a serial killer? Mm. So like, that's kind of where we're at. So it's really interesting. Um, what they do, uh, like I said, that is all I'm saying until we review it, uh, for <laughs> let there be carnage, but. Did this tide you over, Amanda, for Venom 2? Yeah. You were okay with this? Like, yeah. like Woody Harrelson? <laughs> I mean, I like natural born killers, so... Right, yeah. I guess, maybe. Um, That's no, true. That hair was just terrible. Yeah. And it's, it was just weird seeing... Because Woody's just Woody, you know? I. And he's so much older. Like... He's so much older than Tom, and that's that's fine. But like, Carnage isn't Carnage is like a son to Venom, and so like, because he he's supposed to be like this immature, like very, you know, just very sporadic. Like I'm talking insane symbiote compared to Venom, and like putting that up to, I'm not saying Woody Harrelson's a geezer, but like he's he's kind of older. So I don't I don't know. I just did not like the matchup. Um I would have loved a like younger uh like twenties actor. I mean there was a lot of circulation for uh I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gotham, but the guy who played Joker in that as Cletus Cassidy. Ooh. Yeah. Or even Will Poulter, who was in uh Midsummer and Where the Millers looked like he looks like a freaking serial killer just in his face, you know? Um, that was another one, and I would have been fine. He was also the runner-up for Pennywise before Bill Skarsgård. Um, and he has a very distinctive face. I would have loved mm -hmm. him too. Yeah, I was literally just thinking that when I was thinking, like, oh, who would who's, who's a young guy that would have been perfect for a role like this? <laughs> yeah, a younger guy would have been perfect because there's that. But whatever, you know, like we get what we get, and uh, I, and we don't I'm, throw yeah, well, <laughs> not here, Buster. <laughs> Um, but 
Yeah, Riot was destroyed way too easily. Um, Drake, mm-hmm. good riddance. I don't need you to ever come back. Um, but yeah, Riot kind of got the shaft in terms of a story in this. Um, he's just yeah. evil. Because he seemed like in the beginning, you're like, ooh, just like creeping from person to person. Yeah. So also, you think like six months. It takes him six months to get from Malaysia to um to San Francisco. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know. Was customs that horrific? But like <laughs> I just I, I don't know. It took way too long. And, yeah, this is pre COVID. Come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. There is just a problem with that. I. I totally understand the glaring problems in this movie, and I'm glad that you brought some to light, Gary, because like like Amanda and I, I mean, I was just enamored by this movie. I left it thinking, like, that was amazing. And, like, as soon as it came out on Blu-ray, I bought it and I watched it. I, I Probably, like, every day for a week because I just, I loved it. And every problem that I had in the beginning, I still have. But like I said, it's like this glossy filter. I, I don't know. I think there's like somebody hypnotizing me when this comes on because I'm just like, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's great, you know. But yeah, I, I'm i glad that we could review this because uh, leading up to Let There Be Carnage because I'll have a lot to say with that too. But yeah, um, other than that, I don't know. Is there anything else we really need to discuss before we – oh, Miss Chang, I do want to mention her. Great little character in this as well. Yes. Um, I like that Eddie is obsessed with, or uh, Venom is obsessed with tater tots and chocolate. That was brilliant. I love that that was in there. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that we kind of talked about the, the issues with Venom and the reason why I think a lot of people found this movie charming. But Gary, how would you rate Venom? I I really enjoyed Venom and Eddie. That's the they're the stars of the movie, obviously, and I love their relationship, love their moments. But I think I'm gonna give this a just a two, two point Okay, I can do with that. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Amanda? Um, yeah, I'm a solid right there in the middle as well. Like, I had a lot of fun with it, and I love this relationship, but it's definitely not a perfect movie. And, yeah, it's a two for me. Well, I'm bringing this up to maybe a 2.3, because there's no way that this movie is better than Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire one. Um, But, man, I, I just have so much fun with this movie. And I was ecstatic to watch it again before Venom Let There Be Carnage. So, um. With that, I mean, I just, like I said, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to sit with a 2.3, and I am extremely excited to hear what we have to say about the sequel. Um, But, yeah, so I hope you guys have enjoyed our little review on Venom, and we were going to be back with Venom Let There Be Carnage. Um, We hope you guys are enjoying our Spider-Man Retro Real Collection. Um, also, please join us on our The Real Zodiac group on Facebook, uh, where you can talk to Amanda and I and uh, look and see what we're up to. We hope you guys are enjoying our reviews, and especially on our main feed, 
Um, we try to keep that up to date. And yeah, so other than that, I don't know if there's anything else to say. So we're all going to say goodbye and we hope you guys keep it real.